welcome to a Lightspeed Short Shot. My name is Allison Bell Buse, pleased to be your muse for this flash fiction podcast. Dark Secrets Got You Down? Perhaps you'll find the cure in today's tale, To Be a Happy Man, by Thomas Haw, narrated by Myron Willis. But not so fast. There's a message for you first. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And now... Myron Willis. To Be a Happy Man by Thomas Haw. My son tells me that there's a man in the house. Someone he hears well after the lights are out, in the narrower halls, or maybe at the far side of the den. A gate and creak he's certain isn't me or his mom, since he can hear us both breathing heavily and tossing in our sleep. On sweltering afternoons, when the house is baking and the walls are crackling, my son says he sees him standing in some dim, dust-swarmed part of the house, looking out with the littlest curl at the corners of his lips, before the boy turns and screams for one of us. But there isn't anything to be frightened of, I tell the kid, as I brush the hair from his forehead and adjust his blankets before kissing him goodnight. Even though... As I look down at the crack between his bed and the wall, I see a long-fingered hand resting on the floor. I wasn't much older when it started. The day I was picking through the closet and touched fingers too spindly to be what they were, stretching from the end of a sinewy forearm, then I saw the tangle of hair picking out from one of the higher shelves, And when I was the one running and crying to my old man, I'll never forget his expression, like someone went and just crushed something inside of him, like I'm pretty sure I must look now. I suppose I could tell my son what my dad told me then, after he'd sat with me for a bit, how he didn't know why, and whether it was something our family did wrong and lost in forgotten days, when men birthed creations with blood instead of words, or whether it was something inside us, like an unnatural weakness that could never be bred away or bottled up or buried down deep. But whatever the reason, this thing would follow each of us, always, for the rest of our lives. You could move to different places, he said, try your best to run, even stand on the lawn and watch tongues of fire grow and swallow the family house you built with your own hands. But that leering man, or something that tried its best to look like one, would find you in the next place you dared to call home, in a moment when you'd be praying for relief, and instead just felt it in the room with you, still. Or maybe you'd turn to knowledge, my dad suggested, Try to learn the nature of this thing from books or from the older families who still remember horrors that have long since shed names and can recall the fragments of sigils that might protect you for a time. Find yourself in all kinds of attics, abandoned book depots, 
or the sterile silence of private collections, flipping through pages and renderings, and wondering if you'd found glimmers of the man, long fingers hanging in shadow in the background of roughly sketched portraits, or the corners of old photographs, never quite sure if it's truly the same thing you see, or a vague echo. Maybe a different man entirely, who'd been visiting other fathers and sons, not the one you feel behind you, approaching steadily, with footfalls growing heavier and an occasional touch, so slight and so soft on your shoulder, to make sure you'll never forget it's there. But in the end, my father said, you'll realize what everyone before you at some point realized. There is no fix. You can't stop it or hurt it or ever get away from it, not in any way that matters. Only learn to live alongside it. Just keep doing what you're doing, and don't ever give it the time of day. Don't ever do that, he said, because it'll only get worse, encouraged and empowered, all the more substantiated somehow by the attention you give it. Then you'll end up like his father, who wandered around yelling to everyone about it, begging them to save him from a thing they couldn't see or understand, until the day they found his body at the bottom of the stairs, his neck bent so sharply that it couldn't just be from a fall, head barely hanging from his shoulders, broken bones bulging at his purple throat like they'd been crushed by long-fingered hands, his gaping mouth turned upward in a peculiar kind of agony. No. The trick was to push it from your mind entirely, my father was certain, like you're happy and unaware. That had to be it, he said, with the kind of confidence and fear I would only understand when I became a father myself. And it'll be my time to tell my son all of this too, whenever he's ready. Or maybe whenever I am, ready to talk about all of the things he can do and all of the things he can't. All of the things we tried, each of us, and all of the things we didn't. But until then, I turn my eyes away from the rustling darkness beneath his bed as I close his door behind me, and I just keep thinking about all of the things it takes to be a happy man. You have just heard To Be a Happy Man by Thomas Haw, narrated by Myron Willis. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
This story was taken from the pages of Lightspeed Magazine, which is edited by John Joseph Adams. The podcast is produced by Skyboat Media. The story is copyright 2023, and the podcast is copyright 2024. I am Allison Bell-Buse, and I hope this story cured your blues. Thank you for listening.